heading down the home stretch of September, heading down the home stretch of the high school football regular season. But we have plenty of great uh, content for you this week on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. A little bit later on, you're going to hear about two upcoming basketball events happening in Greater Cincinnati over Thanksgiving Day weekend. You're also going to hear from TAF head football coach Tyler Williams about the center's big 13-7 to win over previously undefeated Withrow this past weekend. This WCPO High School Insider Podcast is every week, so make sure you subscribe using your favorite podcast app. Be sure to follow all of our coverage on WCPO 9 Sports and WCPO.com. We're going to be out at Anderson High School on Winton Woods at Anderson, a matchup of two Eastern Cincinnati Conference teams that are 4-2 and two and 3-1 and one in the conference. So that is definitely going to be an important matchup to watch there on the east side of Cincinnati. This WCPO High School Insider Podcast is brought to you by your local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Chick-fil-A has delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis, egg white grill, or the classic freshly baked Chick-fil-A biscuit. Order in the Chick-fil-A app today to earn points. First up, I had a chance to catch up with Western Brown head football coach Nick Osborne on Monday morning. The Broncos were actually out practicing at 7 a.m. Monday because of the Brown County Fair this week. They have uh, morning practices on Monday and Tuesday, but uh, I had a chance to catch up with uh, Coach Osborne and three of his players as the Broncos are off to a 5-1 and one start and prepare for a big game at Clinton Massey Friday night. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes, and uh, tell me what you liked most about uh, the win on Friday night over New Richmond. Yeah, you know, it was rival week, and we definitely uh, had a chip on our shoulder from last year when they, when they, when they came to us and we lost. Um, so um, just, just preparing like we have, um, you know, again, with that chip on our shoulder with – and playing our rivals and being able to shut them out 41 nothing is is something you couldn't ask for a better uh way to open up league play before we had the massey next week or this coming week and tell me a little bit before we uh, started here um tell me a little bit about practice this week uh, you're practicing in the morning as we record this on monday morning and uh t- tell me why that is yeah so it's the uh, it's county fair so the whole county shuts down uh t- to go to the fair so the kids can show their exhibits and uh kind of enjoy a week off so uh, we'll practice Monday, Tuesday, 7 a.m. to 9.30, and then uh, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll go back to the 2.45 practice. And uh, right next to you, uh, joined by uh, junior quarterback Drew Novak, and uh, Drew had some interesting uh, uh, accomplishment uh, this past week as he became the career uh, passing yards leader there at Western Brown, 7,159 yards. And uh, Drew, Thanks for taking a few minutes. What's it like to practice in the morning? First of all, before I ask you about that milestone, uh, it started off a little slow, but as soon as everybody woke up, good for a lot of energy. Gotcha. And uh, tell me about you. You uh, surpassed uh, your quarterbacks coach Devin Wood uh, for that all-time mark. Uh, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. He helps me out, and uh, <laughs> we run that. How much fun have you had this season? <laughs> Oh, Thrown for 516 yards one game, and then what was it? Uh, what was last week, Coach? 400 and something. Okay, I think at 416. So okay. Are you just? Is that just become? People look at that and it's like eye popping numbers. Are you just like that's just another game for me? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How much fun are you having with this? With this group? Oh, it's a lot. Or, of fun. Yeah. A bond with all the receivers and everything. O line just really fun. Gotcha. What do those guys tell you about uh, that that O line? I mean, uh, yeah, what's what's it like um, out there when when you're you're hitting all your targets and and putting up those n- types of numbers? I mean, uh, 
What's that camaraderie like with your offensive line? Uh, really, really good. Really special group. Great. Coach, what's that mean to you to uh, see Drew, you know, make that milestone and, uh, you know, how, how special has he been for you guys this season? Uh, it's, it's definitely special, um, you know, and, and his dad and my dad went to school together and we're on the 86 team here and they went 10-0. and 0 And uh, just being able to watch him grow up from, from the youth to now and being able to be his head coach the last two years is, is something I, uh, you know, you couldn't dream of walking into a situation with a quarterback of his type. And, uh, you know, it definitely makes my job easier knowing that I can call, you know, we can call whatever play we want and the ball's in his hands, he's going to make the right decision. And, you know, throwing it 180 times so far this year and only having three picks and, um, in those six games is, is, is definitely a confidence booster for us and our receivers. And, uh, you know, we have six, six receivers with three or more touchdowns. So uh, we, we spread the wealth pretty well. Um, O-line is, is led by senior Cam Weil, and um, he's definitely the anchor at, at 6'3", 290. And um, just, just the leadership from the senior, the two senior wide receivers we have to the one senior lineman we have um, is definitely a great bond. And uh, you, you just couldn't ask for a better group uh, right now. And to be five and one, uh, you know, we truly believe we should be six and zero. We let one slip away week three, but and, and that's why I told the kids that it's part of life. Uh, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, but how do you how do you respond after a loss? And I think we've responded very very well with uh, three big wins. Yeah, I'm listening to you right now, and uh, I've talked to Evan Dreyer many times, and it, it sounds very similar to what uh, he talks about. But if people looked at the Western Brown offense compared to, to Anderson. Obviously you played for Evan there at Western Brown um, and uh, you're in your second season there coaching the Broncos. I mean, how similar, how much have you, uh, uh, you know, taken from what he kind of taught you and, and kind of adapted it to, to your offense? Yeah. You know, and, and playing, playing for him for four years and then coaching with him for four, uh, you know, you definitely get a grasp of the offense and uh, uh, you know, you, you, you see what, how he has grown from the time I was in school to uh, the time that he, um, has been at Anderson. And I think the biggest thing I took away from him was you always have to uh, self-scout yourself and you always have to be willing to learn. Um, so uh, that, that was the biggest thing that he did for me. And, I, you know, I, he would have me do some stuff. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't know, you know, why, why am I doing this? And now that I'm a head coach and I sit back and look at him, I'm like, oh, this is the reason why. So just being able to, to learn from one, I naturally believe he's the be- one of the best coaches in the state of Ohio. And it's just a matter of time until he gets a college job and um, just, just being able to have him as my mentor. And, 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 you know, we run some similar stuff to them, but we also I, – I have some stuff that, you know, I like and that I picked up from, you know, scouting colleges and uh, other high schools. So, um, <clears throat> and again, just being able to be, you know, be a mentor and having him as, uh, you know, almost a father figure to me is just something special that I, I couldn't be more grateful uh, for him and, and the position that he has set me up for so far. Now I got to ask him because you said he, he had you do some stuff. I mean, what type of scouting, whether that be on film or in person? Uh, so like we would be, we'd be in the office and he'd be like, Hey, I want, uh, you know, inside the red zone. I, what, what do you like against this? So I would draw it up. He'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like it. And then it was just, it was one of those where you were like, okay, are we actually going to do this or not? So like, uh, I remember one time he had me scout Oklahoma <clears throat> and he showed me exactly how he wanted it. So and I went through and it was probably ten pages of stuff that um, we ran that was similar um, <clears throat> that we could kind of install at Anderson, and I gave it to him and I, I was like, all right, I'll make a copy of it and see if you know if it actually gets 
gets put in. So I think out of like the 10 pagers, it was like one play. So, and then I remember we were playing Massey last year and uh, we, we had a touchdown over the middle. He's like, oh man, what, where did you get that play from? I, I really like that. And I just said, well, you remember that time you had me scout Oklahoma? That's where I got it from. And so he went to the page and saw it. So it was, it was kind of kind of funny. But now you sit back and you look at it and say, okay, well, there, there's always a reason for him having me do something. That's good stuff right there. Drew, what's it like to play for Coach? Uh, it's really good. He, he's a great coach. He brought a lot of new stuff to Western Brown. Uh, he's, kind of, he's hard on me a lot, but it's good for me. Really good for me. What have you learned the most this season, Drew? How to prepare. Prepare better. With the week we lost to Monroe, we had a bad week of practice. And ever since then, we learned, and we've had good weeks of practice. What's the best part of your game right now as a quarterback? Mm. Uh, I feel like I'm good at reading defenses. No, Knowing where to go the ball. Be smart with the ball. Does that just come with experience, preparation, all the above? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Coach, you mentioned the bond uh, that, he, that Drew has with his receivers, uh, two seniors, and one including his brother, uh, Dylan. And uh, what's that been like? Uh, and it's it, – you, you can't put it in the words. And, again, watching Dylan grow up, uh, you know, because our families are, are really, really close. And uh, seeing Dylan grow from now, um, you know, now until then is, is, again, something special. You know, he played as a – started as a sophomore here uh, before I got here, had – had 10 catches and like 89 yards. And I remember after our, our first game, he had, you know, he almost had that in the first, our, our first game. He's like, oh, you know, I've had more catches and receiving yards in life in one game than I have my career. And I think that really just, it, it upped his game because he saw what he's capable of. And now, it, you know, he's, he's got a shot at, you know, playing at the next level. And, uh, you know, he's been given the opportunity to, to use his six four size and to go up and get it. And, um, him and Drew just really have a great bond, and you, you can definitely tell that they're brothers. And, uh, and, it, and it doesn't matter if Dylan gets the ball 100 times or one time. You know, our receivers don't complain <clears throat> whether they, they get it once or 10 times. Um, you know, there's games where Dylan's had 10 catches and Logan Campbell, our other All-State receivers, had one and vice versa. So um, I think with us, it's definitely one of those where you kind of have to pick your poison, uh, but it, it definitely opens up because we have six, seven guys deep that – that can run and, um, you know, could, could play, I think, anywhere in the league right now. Great. If Dylan's available there, I'd like to just ask yeah. him a quick question here. Yeah. Thanks. How are you, Good. Dylan? Good, how are you? Doing well, thanks. I was just talking to Coach, obviously you probably heard. Um, what's that dynamic like, um, catching a pass from your brother? It's awesome. Just my mom loved it hearing <laughs> Novak to Novak. It's, I just, we're just so, so close. And it's, it's some, something special. I mean, people on the outside see the, all these high popping numbers, as I mentioned earlier. Um, is this just something that just natural to you guys? I mean, you don't get kind of wowed by the 516 yards. Just another game. Yeah. How do you think you've improved just from a year ago? Are you right now, you have 40 receptions, 600 yards. Um, you know, you've really, Come on, as of late here, 10, 10 receptions for home through 36 yards and a touchdown against New Richmond. How do you think you've improved? Definitely just uh, just working on the field with Coach, working in the weight room mostly, mostly weight room, lifting, getting stronger. What's this uh, – how lethal is this offense right now? Uh, it's, it's dangerous. It's, it's hard to stop. 
you're a senior, obviously. Uh, your brother, obviously, Drew, is a junior. But uh, what has Western Brown football meant to you over the years? Uh, it's, it's just been a, a safe place for me, just working go, friends and my brothers. And just, just – it's like a brotherhood. I can just go talk to them. And it's more than just football to us. It's a brotherhood. Can you describe to me what it's like on a Friday night playing uh, at home? Uh, at home, it's it's something different. All the fans in the student section, it's what or, uh, football means something different in Western Brown. Obviously, you play basketball as well. Do you play a sport in the spring too? Or? Uh, I didn't this year now. Okay. What about just playing just for the school itself, just overall athletically? I mean, how Western rewarding Brown, has that been? It's a great place to be. It's there's there's nowhere like it. Everyone here just so loving and caring for everyone. Great. What have you learned the most from Coach in his second season? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really the win the win loss record speaks for itself, right? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> great. What type of interest are you, are you looking to play at the next level? What how's that going for you? Yeah, um, I've got a, a few contacts. But what do you think Moore, of this? Go ahead, Moorhead's uh, pretty hard on him right now. Um, they offered one of our linemen, Cam Wild, as well. So um, I think Dylan will pick up an offer here in a couple weeks from them. And um, I, I see Cam and Dylan going to Moorhead together, uh, rooming together. So uh, definitely, definitely two big pickups for Moorhead. Dylan, before I let you go here, uh, what do you think of this game, this matchup against Clinton Massey this week? Uh, what are going to be the keys for you guys? I think we just got to keep the ball moving, can't get stopped. And our defense, they'll, they'll lock them down. I think we'll come out with the dub. Great. Well, I appreciate your time. And speaking of defense, uh, can I talk to senior linebacker Dakota Luther here? Yep. Great. Appreciate it. Dakota, how are you? Good. How are you? Doing well, thanks. Uh, offense is getting a lot of the attention in the spotlight, deservedly so, but uh, don't want to discount what the defense is doing, especially that shutout uh, last week. Uh, what's been the key for you guys? Um, mainly pre preparation. We come out and practice. We uh, Us and the offense go at it. You know, Every week we usually split, or the last couple of weeks defense came on top. Um, it, a lot of it happens in the film room. What's it like going against um, Drew and – these uh, receivers in practice. It's interesting. Um, now I can name a couple times being Logan got into it. You know, me and Cam. It's just, it's a great thing knowing that we could go on the field and make each other better. But as soon as we walk off the field, it's like we're brothers. How confident are you in the uh, in the offense to to get things going? Maybe establish something early in the game. I mean, we get stop and eat. Offense usually takes three plays. We're like, give us a break. But no, it's <laughs> – we trust the offense with everything we got. We know if we get a couple stops that we got the game in the bag. Defensively, who else has really kind of stepped up for you uh, among your teammates? Uh, Jace Beasley, um, Colton Rogers came on the scene, uh, Seth Barber, Dane Tomlin coming in at linebacker in the end, Javante, um, Evan Knatzer. Those guys are really big for us on defense. How much fun are you guys having? We have had more fun this year. And uh, last year, it felt like everything was stopped so abruptly because we had a COVID season and playoffs came so quick. But this year, I feel like 
it's almost like every day is a party and especially on Friday nights, you know, locker room, it's a party. As soon as we got on the field, it's a big party and it's a lot more fun than what it used to be. Just asked Dylan this a second ago, but just, you know, what is Western Brown football meant to you as you kind of reflect as a senior now? It's a place where it brought the best out of me. It's made me a better man. It's made me view life in different, different views. How so? Um, just where different people come from. Uh, we have different people with different classes here. You know, some people grew up in trailers. Some people grew up in finer houses. And we all just come here and we all bond like we're, we came from the same house. That's awesome. Coach, what is Dakota meant to not only the defense, but just the team overall? Yeah, you know, he's definitely – he's a senior captain, uh, uh, leader, and the type of guy that <clears throat> as soon as I got the job was, was already texting me, hey, uh, what do I have to do to do this, this, this? And seeing him grow in the two years and put on 25 pounds this offseason in the weight room is, is something you, you couldn't ask <clears throat> more for or more from from a kid. And um, having him at Mike Linebacker leading the defense is, is something that, you know, he, he's another coach on the field. Um, so having him, you know, relay the plays in and, and talk and communicate is, is something special. And, um, he's, he's another kid that, that guys look up to. Maybe it's not a party Monday through Thursday during practice, but is it a party for you coach on Friday night? Uh, <laughs> so they, you know, I, like we say, uh, you know, when we, when we get in the end zone, uh, you know, we, we go crazy when we get back in the locker room, we go crazy and just enjoy the win and. That's why I told the guys, just enjoy the moment because before you know it, it's all going to be over with. And, um, you know, seniors have, you know, four more games left guaranteed. And um, so I, I got to tell them, just just enjoy it um, on Fridays and Monday through Thursday. There's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of screaming at each other. But at the end of the, at the, end of the day, it's, it's how we prepare for Friday nights. And I think that that's shown uh, so far. Like they, they call it a party in the offense or a party in the backfield, party in, in a locker room. So. Um, just, just the energy that these guys bring is just is something that I, that I couldn't have asked for. Just finally about Dakota there. I mean, I can tell in his voice just that leadership, and this means something beyond football to him. I mean, you know, what, what, do, what do you see in him that uh, maybe brings out the best in, in everybody around the team? Yeah, and that's what I tell our kids and uh, everyone, you know, just, <clears throat> and again, enjoy the, the moment. And, you know, my goal as a coach is, yeah, you win games, you know, that's great, but how can I set – you know, a guy like Dakota up for life beyond football when he graduates here and all of our kids. And then if I can make them a better man of four years walking out of our doors and set them up for the real world uh, to be successful, then I, I did my job. Um, and, and, that, and, that's, and that's what I want for all of our kids is to be successful young men when they get older, whether they have families or not, um, just, just be the best person that they can be uh, for their whole life. And, and I think, you know, our staff does a really, really good job of that as you know, holding our kids to high expectations. Um, if you hold my expectations, then they're going to run through that wall for you. And, and I, I think all of our kids do that pretty well. Western Brown coach Nick Osborne, who was joined by junior quarterback Drew Novak, a senior wide receiver Dylan Novak, and senior linebacker Dakota Luther. And really appreciate all your guys' time and perspective. And best of luck to the Broncos Friday night. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Well, Nick Osborne is doing a great job in his second season there as head coach, only 24 years old. And uh, you can tell he's learned a lot from Evan Dreyer, his mentor uh, over the years. And um, a lot of great things happened in there. Junior quarterback Drew Novak became the career all-time passing yards leader in program history. And uh, certainly the Broncos are going to be a team to watch 
come the playoff time. Another team to watch as we head down the home stretch of the regular season are the Taft Senators. Taft defeated Withrow 13 to 7 this past weekend. I had a chance to catch up with head coach Tyler Williams on Sunday afternoon to talk about the Senators' success in their three game winning streak. Yeah, so it was a big game. Both both teams was juiced up before the game. It's always a rival game between both teams. Um, with with Withrow being five and zero, that was a great opportunity for our kids to really test how how strong our schedule has been. Because um, I feel like we had a pretty tough schedule, and I wanted to test it against a team that hasn't been beaten yet. And it wasn't no better opportunity than to test it with Withrow. And our kids, they rose to the occasion. They were hyped for the game. Um, they, they came out big. They, they came out, Withrow came out fast, running their offense, doing what they needed to do. And then we, had, we adapted and figured it out. 13-7 win, obviously. Uh, yeah, 13-7 win. So it, it was a big, big, big defensive game. Um, our players made a lot of good turnovers at the times we needed them. Um, uh, Elias Rudolph, a young man that holds three offers right now, um, he actually picked up a scoop and score and ran it for about 50 yards yesterday, which was the, the, the game-winning touchdown for us. That, that was real big to close out the deal. How important was it, especially, uh, obviously, a, a league game and everything, but, uh, you know, Third consecutive uh, win. Um, I know you weren't able to play the CHCA game back on the 18th, but uh, you know, how, how nice is it to really have things rolling right now? It is very good. Um, I, I tell our kids, uh, stick to the plan, keep believing, keep buying in. Um, it was very big, big win for our program. It took us from the computer points. I think we were at like 12 um, before that game, and then it jumped us all the way, I think, to two in the region. So that, that that helps us a lot, especially with who we still got to play. We still have another team that's undefeated on our schedule. So that shows you that it's still opportunity for us to continue to climb for that number one spot. Who else? You mentioned uh, Elias and his uh, scoop and score there, 50-yarder. Um, who else really played well for you? Um, we had Jamar Richardson. He plays middle linebacker and running back. He probably had. He carried the load last night. He probably had 25 to 30 carries for 150-plus, about six tackles. Um, we had the opportunity to have one of our um, safeties come back. He's been out for about four or five weeks. He had surgery last year on his surgery, and he just got cleared um, uh, a few days before that game. Um, Tyrell, Scott, uh, Tyrell Carter, I'm sorry. Tyrell sure. Carter, number zero, he was able to come back, and he did a great job for us. He made some big plays on third and short on fourth and one. He made a big play and having him back gave us that edge with our defense. Well, one of the best stories in all of greater Cincinnati high school football is certainly Taft and uh, head coach Tyler Williams. He's been an assistant at St. X and at Colerain and he's brought that success uh, to the West end this year and helping the senators uh, have some fantastic games. And and they're going to be a a force to be reckoned with as uh, the postseason draws near. And just a reminder, this WCPO High School Insider Podcast is brought to you by your local Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Chick-fil-A restaurants. Chick-fil-A has delicious breakfast options for you, including the chicken minis, egg white grill, or the classic freshly baked Chick-fil-A chicken biscuit. Order in the Chick-fil-A app today to earn points. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk some basketball as we kind of head down the home stretch of the football season. 
It's a reminder that the basketball season is right around the corner. I had a chance to catch up with Dante Payne, the event promoter of the first HBCU women's basketball game classic, the Battle of the Bulldogs. It is a Hocking College versus Wilberforce University junior varsity game. And then at 2.40 p.m., Fisk University against Wilberforce University. And I'm pleased to join, be joined by Dante here on the WCPO High School Insider Podcast. And uh, I want to mention, too, this event is sponsored by On Impact Recruiting Services. And uh, Dante, thanks for taking a few minutes. Uh, I appreciate it. appreciate you having me on, sir. Well, uh, tell me about this great event and uh, how it came about and uh, how you came up with this idea. Well, it, it came about my daughter. She was recruited by Wilberforce and Fisk. Uh, I go back with Derek uh, Johnson from uh, high school. I don't know if you remember Cape High School. Sure. Uh, yeah, we both went there. He played basketball. I played football. Well, uh, he's the coach at uh, Wilberforce. And uh, like I said, she was being recruited by both uh, Wilberforce and Fisk. Uh, she decided to go to Fisk. You know, I let her make her own decision, which, you know, I'm proud of my daughter, Lee Asia, paying for it. Uh, and I've seen they, they was playing each other on the schedule. The game was really scheduled November 29th, which was a Monday. And I'm like, Derek, nobody's probably going to come to that game because y'all probably going to be on break. And it's on a Monday. I say, let's let's move it to Saturday or Sunday and bring it back to Cincinnati. And we can have it at her old high school, which was Wenton Woods High School, where she just graduated from. I say it's a brand new facility. Nobody has ever played on the court or on the floor. And I think this would be something special. And, you know, he, he took a couple of days and he gave me some thoughts. And he was like, okay, Dante, let's do it. So then I had to, you know, contact Wenton Woods and present them, you know, the situation of how, you know, I want to have it there. Plus, they promised my daughter like three years ago uh, this school would have really already been built. And she would be the first class to play on it. So she still is going to be the first class to play on it, you know, when we pull this off right here, the HBCU Classic, November 28th. Very cool. And this is uh, goes way beyond basketball, too, uh, Dante. You were telling me a little bit about um, this is all-encompassing events. So kind of take me through the weekend. It's not just about basketball on the floor, but uh, right. a great opportunity, too. So that's Saturday the 27th. We're having a uh, – uh, day party for like alumni and like the divine nine, like all the fraternities that you see I'm wearing. I'm a member of Phi Beta Sigma Incorporated, the best fraternity in the world, you know. Uh, so like a lot of, you know, Greek and, you know, uh, the divine nine and Wilberforce and alum will be coming up because this is something that's never really been done in Cincinnati. So that's what we're going to be doing Saturday, like a meet and greet. Uh, we having a comedy show with it. Uh, the guy that's going to be hosting it, his name is Big Boo Man. He's real popular and known, and he's from Cincinnati. So I'm kind of making it like a local event, bringing out everybody. And then, uh, you know, that Sunday, like you said, uh, Hawking College, uh, they, they got on board. Uh, I have a lot of players from my recruiting service that goes there. Uh, their head coach is a member of Five Beta Sigma, uh, Coach DJ. Uh, I have a, a curer. Uh, Lanza, she's from Western Hills. She go there. The school that I, I uh, teach at, you know, dating in Western Hills is kind of the same. Uh, I have another girl named Kiki that's there. Uh, she went to Sycamore. So, like, I'm tying in a lot of the local female athletes. And then, you know, the Wilberforce JV team has a lot of Cincinnati kids on it and the AAU team that I'm affiliated with, which is Phenom on it. So, like, it's like I'm bringing everybody back home. Uh, we're having a celebrity game. 
And when I say celebrity, I ain't talking about like major superstars. I'm talking about celebrities in Cincinnati, like a lot of old uh, UC players, a lot of girls and guys that went to college, you know, pledge that's coming back, you know, just supporting. Uh, I have a, a dance group coming, uh, Black Ice, that's real known in uh, the Cincinnati area. Uh, I have a, a local band, you know, that plays all the local music, you know, marching band, you know, that's coming uh Western Hills cheerleaders are going to be a part of it. So I, I kind of try to tie in a lot. You know, it's going to be a lot of local vendors. And then, like you said, you know, we're going to have the game and we're just going to have fun because it's also beside a game. It's also I'm making it like a, a college fair and just a meet and greet. Sometimes all of it into one in five hours. <laughs> I mean, what do you think the potential of this? I mean, have you heard from some feedback already? I mean, this could be obviously uh, yes. a great annual event. Uh, believe it or not, tickets are really selling faster than what I thought. Uh, right now, we probably have about 16 to 17 vendors signed up. So we almost at capacity at that. Like, it's actually taking off faster than what I believe. Like, people was even asking me, to, can they order shirts? I wasn't even thinking about this. So now, you know, I have shirts available. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I got one on right now. I'll send you one. Nice. Uh, we got all type of colors and everything. So, we, we I mean, it it's really moving faster than what I expected. That's great. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, on impact uh, recruiting services and what you do there and maybe how people can get involved. Okay. Well, I'll take you back on impact started with my oldest daughter, Ladasia Payne, her junior year, she, she tore ACL. So like all her offers kind of like bundled away and me being like a promoter, I used to promote concerts and parties. I was like, well, since they can't come to us no more, we got to go to them once you're healthy. So I treated my daughter as if she was my artist. And the venue was the gyms. And her performance was working out for the coaches. And, you know, I recorded everything. I taped everything. Then we started putting it on social media so the coaches can see that, uh, you know, she's back healthy and playing. And at the same time, my youngest daughter was just with us. So she was her... She was her, her sidekick on the stage if you perform it. Her hype man, basically, cheering her on. So my, my oldest was performing. My youngest was, was observing and learning. And it, it, it kind of just grew into a business once I put it on social media. Uh, my oldest, she ended up going to Lane College, which is an HBCU down in uh, Jackson, uh, Tennessee. She's like, I think like an hour and a half from my youngest daughter. So it's, it's on the straight line when I go. So that's kind of how I built Impact. Uh, just helping kids get into school because, you know, I, I went to school. I went to Robert Morris up in Pennsylvania and played football. So I understood and I understand the process. A lot of people, for as parents and kids, they don't understand the process. So I wanted to be that one to bridge the gap and, and, and let them know, like, this is how it works. Yes, no, this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. You know, it's based on your grade, especially in female sports. If you're not a D1 Power 5 athlete, you, you better have the grades and you better have the test scores. You know, everybody keeps saying they're getting full rides and this and that. It sounds good, but no, you got to have the test scores and the grades. So you go get athletic and academic. Put it together. It's a full ride. But right. it is just for sports. A lot of people don't understand that until it's, it's too late. So I'm, I'm that go-between person between the parents, players, and the coaches. Uh, I get a lot of good feedback from coaches trying to help out the kids. And I mainly deal with the inner city kids because that's kind of where I'm from. Because them, them the kids that's kind of getting left behind, per se. You know, not always, but for the most part, I mean, we understand that. It is what it is. So 
I'm always trying to give them extra exposure. And then when COVID hit, you know, I actually benefited from it. I, I don't mean to say it that way, but, you know, I started uh, doing uh, streaming because coaches couldn't come out. So I would stream my youngest daughter games and coaches would see. And then they would see who we're playing against and other players. I used to have coaches hitting me up saying, hey, can you go stream this game? And me being me, I'm like, all right, as long as my daughter ain't playing right now, I'll go stream it. So a lot of people start seeing it and start gravitating to me. And once I start getting on social media more like YouTube and uh, Twitter, Periscope and Facebook, I just start building my following. Then that's when the players came and parents came. And I just start signing people up for my recruiting service and start pushing it back out that way. The first HBCU women's basketball game classic battle of Bulldogs, Fisk University versus Wilberforce University. And it is sponsored by On Impact Recruiting Services. That is Sunday, November 28th at yes. Wynwoods High School. Dante, tell uh, the audience where they should go for more information and how to get tickets. Uh, well, personally, you can just give me a call, 513-602-7289, or you can go to our website, onimpactrecruitingservices.org, and uh, everything is also available on Eventbrite. Great. And uh, it's so much more than basketball, as Dante just yes. uh, alluded to there. So uh, a great event. And uh, Dante, really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck to, uh, to you and to everybody uh, operating this event. And uh, we'll speak again sometime soon. Yeah, sure. Anytime. I appreciate it. As you can tell, uh, hearing from Dante there, uh, he hopes to make this an annual event. It goes beyond basketball, but uh, a great idea to have uh, this game placed on a Sunday during Thanksgiving Day weekend and Definitely wish him all the best and success in promoting this event. I want to transition a little bit to uh, Ohio High School Boys Basketball. The Ohio Valley Hoops Classic announced its seventh edition of its schedule last week, and uh, there are 10 games over a two-day period, November 26th and 27th at Mason High School's Arena. I had a chance to catch up with event promoter Roy Hatfield about that schedule. Roy, just tell me about how the schedule came about this year and uh, how much you're anticipating uh, a lot of these great matchups not only in Ohio, but uh, in Indiana as well. Well, Mike, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And, you know, after last year getting canceled, you know, we got to work right away, you know, striving to make some inroads, contact some folks and, and get that going. And, and we think that kind of proved out with the lineup that we have this year. Uh, we're extremely excited about it. Um, you look at some of the teams that we have coming in from Indiana. I mean, you start talking about Indiana high school basketball and you talk about the state champions in Carmel. Um, you talk about Homestead matching up with the altar, uh, Indy cathedral, you know, so we've got some of the big dogs coming from Indiana and then you look at Ohio and, uh, you know, anytime you're talking about Elder taking on uh, Carmel, we're really excited about that. Uh, St. Ignatius, uh, you're talking about uh, Richmond Heights, a couple of teams that were uh, in the Final Four in the state tournament last year. And, you know, we try to create uh, some matches for everyone. You know, folks might not be real familiar with Tri-Village, uh, you know, out of Dark County. Here's a team that went 25-1 and one last year, and they have five seniors that will be in their starting lineup. Uh, you look at Franklin, you know, they lost one game last year. I know they're going to come out loaded for Bear. They've got a lot of talent coming back and then uh, having an opportunity to watch Mason twice for the hometown fans. We talk about Elder, we talk about Alder, you know, we've, we think we've really got some intriguing matchups this year. So, you know, we're excited. 
tell me about just uh, how this kind of comes about, um, the preparation that goes into this, um, maybe how the Ohio Valley Hoops Classic reaches out to some of these schools, or maybe these schools reach out to, to your event. I mean, how, how's that uh, all coordinated? Well, you know, it works both ways. Um, you know, our tournament director is Benny Carroll. He's coached basketball in Kentucky and Southwest Ohio for years. So, you know, how the coach's fraternity is. So, you know, Benny's made a lot of um, connections that way. And then, like you said, you know, it works both ways with uh, some folks reaching out to us, uh, us reaching out to some folks. Um, and, you know, the response that we got this year with basketball being canceled, last, I mean, guys cannot wait to get going after after everything they had to deal with last year and unfortunately this year isn't going to be normal shall we say but it's going to be more normal so you know everybody's just looking forward to getting back out and uh, playing basketball kicking off the the thanksgiving weekend you know kind of like uh you know early season football matchups out of conference you know let's see what we have right out of the gate you know what will help those kids train you know run do all that fun stuff well when you've got a matchup with uh, carmel you know first game of the season it's not hard to get in the gym it's not hard to get up those shots so you know it, it's been a labor of love that's been that's for sure you got a great venue there uh, right on the mason uh, campus there uh, right off the interstate and uh, what's that been like to work with uh, athletic director scott stemple and maybe the folks there at mason oh scott's been great um it's been really easy. You know, they're a great partner to work with. We're happy to be there. Like you said, centrally located folks, you know, we talk to these basketball coaches, you know, even if they're out of state or out of the area, they all know where Kings Island is. So, okay. Yeah. We'll be happy to go down there and play. So, you know, that's been a nice selling point. The folks in Mason have been great to work with and um, it's a really, really uh, great venue. So, you know, we're excited. Great. How can uh, people, uh find tickets and uh, maybe follow some of the coverage as uh, leading up to the event and including the weekend. Uh, best thing to do would uh, be to visit our website, OhioValleyHoopsClassic.com. You can find us on Twitter. Is there, uh, you know, we don't have tickets on sale yet. Uh, we'll probably be doing that just at the door. Uh, but, you know, just keep an eye on the matchups. Uh, we've got all the matchups on our website, OhioValleyHoopsClassic.com. Twitter's another great place to follow. Uh, and, you know, we do have some other things in the work works we're not quite ready to announce yet. So if you'll keep following us on Twitter, that'll be a great way to uh, keep up with things. And, uh, you know, the countdown's on. We're ready. That's great. Really appreciate your time, Roy. Thanks for the perspective and all the best with the event. Mike, thank you so much. Really appreciate you as well. Well, certainly we're so blessed with uh, the amount of talent in every sport here in greater Cincinnati. Everybody knows that, uh, but uh, this upcoming winter should be uh, no exception. Uh, there'll be some very talented teams and Ohio Valley Hoops Classic is a great way to kick off the boys basketball season as Roy alluded to just then. I want to check out all my coverage on WCPO.com. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Dyer. And I have a story on WCPO.com about Oak Hills High School naming Greg Lurk as the new baseball coach. Greg had coached Dakota West to the Division I State Final Four a couple of years ago and uh, also had a successful stint at LaSalle. And uh, the Highlanders uh, made some offseason no news this week uh, with naming Greg Lurk uh, as the new head baseball coach pending board approval next week. That's all we have for you this week on the High School Insider. Thanks again for listening.